in a world saturated with podcasts, Two Brothers, One Bible stands out as an intriguing addition to the audio landscape. Ooh, oh, that was good. What yeah, do you think yeah, about that? That's good. I don't have any idea what that means. No, no. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. And welcome back to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. I'm Robert Wakefield. I'm Peter Searson. And at the last uh, podcast, I said, we'll see you next time. You did. I like that. And, and then you made the snarky remark. Oh, boy. What did you say to me? Go yes. ahead and admit. Be, be truthful. What did you say? They won't see us. <laughs> it's a podcast. We, we won't see them. We won't see them. And if you're seeing people, I, I want to know. <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> you got me on that one. Yeah. Because uh, I did say, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Which I, I'm not going to see anyone. No. Well, I'm, I'm seeing you. You're sitting right across I'm the here. desk. Yeah, you are here. Yeah. So welcome in once again, Peter. It's great to have you here. I'm, it's good to see you. It's good to be seen. And there you go. <laughs> yeah. But if you're seeing other people okay. that we're talking to. Then. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's a, that's an excellent, excellent point. And I, I will try to end this podcast okay. by saying something different. All right. Hear and, us next time. <laughs> that's it. All right. We're still in our Mount Rushmore series. We have absolutely loved this series uh, because we're getting ideas from people who either know or we talk to mm-hmm. or people that go to church here at New Song Baptist Church have submitted ideas. Yeah. It's been a great great study. It has. It's been a lot of fun. You know, and I I really enjoy you know, not only do we say what what's your verse, but why is it your verse? I yeah. I like I like that part of the story. Me too. Because it, it's it's not like they just took a dart and threw it at a wall of scripture and said, "Well, I'll pick this one, this one, and and this one." Right. Uh, th- it's this means something to me, and so I, I I like that little background. I do. I think the knowing why mm-hmm. is is really been the cool part. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, Denise's. This is my friend Denise. Uh, who is a postmaster at Watertown, Tennessee. And so this is what she said. This is her reason why she chose 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. She says, this is all about love. Okay. It lets me know that even though I don't agree with you or the way you live, I'm still to love you. I've always said, kill them with kindness. Mm. (laughs) I like that. Kill them with kindness. (laughs) You know, whatever. Uh, This is also one of the hardest verses because when we don't agree or you want someone to believe and they are blinded, you just just have to shake your head. Hmm. But my daughter always says that we are just planting the seeds and God will do the watering. Oh, okay. So that is the reason she, she loves this verse because it deals with love mm-hmm. so there you go so that's that's her reason for first corinthians thirteen thirteen. so uh, you got that in front of you there i do okay we'll go ahead yeah. and read that for all us all right and now these three remain faith hope and love but the greatest of these is love oh what what a great conclusion to a great chapter of course uh we all know this is what we call the love chapter Hmm. that that uh, paul wrote writes about yeah. love never fails you know it right. goes uh, goes through the whole thing sure uh so but the, the ending verse is and now these three remain faith hope and love but the greatest of these 
uh, is love. Mm-hmm. So these are these are three great Christian pursuits. I think uh, you know it's interesting that the pursuits were not uh, that we don't serve uh, these. We don't say this, and now these three remain uh, miracles, powers, and gifts. Huh, yeah, you know that's right. not how that's not what it goes on here. Right. It's in the three is faith, hope, and love. Mm-hmm. So I think the uh, Christian life. Uh, this is what we. This is a foundational verse, in my opinion, because of the way it's worded. That now these three remain: faith, mm-hmm. hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Yeah, you know the, the first thought I wrote down here is <clears throat> in heaven. Uh, we no longer require faith and love, or faith, faith and hope. Right. I wrote the same thing down. Did you? I did. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, go ahead. Well, I mean, you, you think because he said these three remain, but I'm thinking when we get to heaven, mm-hmm. the only thing that does remain, like he says, the greatest of these is love. Right. That's the one that that stays is love. Right. We no longer need faith because our faith has not become sight. Yeah. We're, we we'll no be... longer hoping because right. it has become a reality. We're there. So we're left with love. That's the and that's the reason he says the greatest of these is love. Yeah, because I wrote down the same thing yeah. <laughs> that faith and hope will be disappearing. Yeah, because we won't need them anymore. Well, and John says the same thing in in his letters. He says, you know, they will know you by your love. Mm-hmm. And so, if we're going to be known as anything, I think. When you would ask a non-Christian, what do you think of when you hear the word Christian? Right. Uh, I don't know if love's going to be the first word they say. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably not. No, uh, I think uh, judgmental, yeah. uh, narrow-minded, right? Uh, archaic, old-fashioned. All those things, all yeah. those things. It, and it's so important that, that this love between Christians... Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's got to show itself, yeah. Uh, because what you just said—that it's known by your love, right? Uh, I've been guilty of that. Well, I have too. You know, I've been guilty of the fact that it, they know me because I go to this church. Mm-hmm. Well, why? I hope they know me because I love my church family. Right. I hope they see the love there. Yeah. And sometimes love between family members is tough. Oh, it is. I mean, they're they're. We all have, you know, if you don't have someone that's tough to love in your family, mm-hmm. then you're probably the one that's tough to love. <laughs> you know, There's a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because everyone's got somebody. Sure. You know, and so whether it's your personal family, your extended family, or your church family, or just the family of humanity, mm-hmm. there's always going to be people that are just tough to love. Right. That that's so true, you know. And Denise points that out in her reason why this is such a strong verse because it reminds her that even those people that are abrasive, mm-hmm. that are prickly, uh, there, there's the Paul doesn't say except or when or if or you know however. It's like it's love. It's, it, this is the, the greatest demonstration of who we are as Christians. I, I think uh, I think the one thing that uh, that I have always strived, and I'm not I'm not always been successful, but uh, loving the church family because mm-hmm. that's how they know us, yeah. how the world knows us is by our love. Right. Whether it's showing you know kindness or whatever, uh, it's it's really problematic if the church does not love one another. Boy, it's a black eye. It is. It really is because um, you know if if we're not practicing it amongst one another mm-hmm. which which really should be the easiest place mm-hmm. 
for because if we're all under the same mandate of love, right, and we can't accomplish it here within the walls of a church, then how are we going to get right outside the walls? Right, and, and you know, people will see uh, strifes and divisions in churches, and yeah. you know, churches are split for for a number of things, right, and. I think they forget this part mm-hmm. of the verse that, you know, the greatest of these is love. Yeah. And by showing love for one another, listen, we don't have to agree on everything, but if we if we do love each other, we try to work things out. Yeah. We don't we don't always just, you know, throw out a family member cuz they like ketchup and we don't. What's um, wrong with them? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I love ketchup. Yeah, me too. <laughs> love tomatoes. Yeah, there you go. So, so, but we, and we don't throw people out because they don't like tomatoes. Well, you say that, but sometimes, but sometimes we, we do. We really do. Yeah, we sometimes do, we we have these little lines that if you cross that line, well, I'm just done with you. I just, you know, I'm not going to put up with that, or I, yeah. you know, and and we call it tough love. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I understand, you know, it's we're. we're we're painting with a, a really broad brush. Yes, we here. are. We really are. And so I understand the nuances of relationships, and they can get very difficult. And and sometimes tough love is the only love because of codependency and mm-hmm. addictions and all that goes. But the bottom line is, there. You know, the the whole struggle has has always been just like the the lawyer the. The, the the rabbi that came to Jesus and said, who's my neighbor? Mm-hmm. We want to qualify. Right. Who do we have to love? You know, give me the, the top 10 list. Who, you know, because it's exhausting. Right. You know, I, I want to love the people who love me. That's I, I want to love the people that I like. I want to love the people that I get along with. I, I want to love the, the people that, you know, I, I want to be around. Mm-hmm. I don't want to love these other people, right? And 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 there is no loophole in in my ability to love somebody. I I have to love them, and right. and so inside I'm going, why? <laughs> I know it. I think the same thing. Why do I have to love that person? And then what does that love look like? I can't love like I can't be the same kind of love where I'm loving the per- people that I do like. Mm-hmm. Can, can it look different? You know, is it a tolerating love? Right. But Paul gives us no wiggle room here at all. No. It just says it's the greatest of these is love. And there in verse 8, he talks about love never fails. Right. Um, it, it, it never fails. And he goes on to say where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there's knowledge, it will pass away. Mm. Uh, so it's it love never fails. Yeah. So if we show one for love for one another... We're always going to be successful mm. because it never fails. Yeah. So I, I just thought I would just throw that out there. What do you think? Yeah. No, you're you're right. I, I jotted down two more things that I, were just statements I thought of. Okay. One is love is the fruit of faith's efforts and hope's anticipation. Oh, man, that it's, is good. It's a, it's a byproduct of it. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I wrote down was faith and hope are human. But love is God. Oh yeah, yeah. John tells us that a lot. Well, that and you, and, but you think about it. God doesn't have faith or hope. 
No, he doesn't. He doesn't need it. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I've never thought of that, but you're right. Yeah. He doesn't need it. I mean, we, we never talk about what, you know, God's faith is in or God has a, I mean, why should he? Right. You know, because he, he is the conclusion. He certainly is. <laughs> but God is love. And he is certainly that. Yeah. And, and we cannot love the way God loves without God being loving through us. Mm-hmm. You know, because all those things we just, we've talked about. We are always going to have those people in our life that we just can't love. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's for a season, you know, sometimes it's for a minute. You know, I just can't look at you right now. Right. But um, the, the only way we can empower love towards people we don't feel love towards is by saying, God, you, you got you to gotta do this through me. I, mm-hmm. I can't do it. Right. That's why he says in verse 4, love is patient. Yeah. Because <laughs> if it's not patient, you know, it, it, you've got nothing. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it's such a love is such a complicated uh, thing as far as, you know, the nuances of it. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, I think it, it bears to note that we tend to think love is a feeling, mm-hmm. uh, but it it's like joy. It's a choice. It, it's an attitude. Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose the attitude of love towards someone, whether I feel like it or not. Right. Oh, that's good. That's, yeah. that's so good. Now, isn't there four Greek words for love? There is. That, that's um, say agape is the one that's yep. that's you know the one that God shows us. Right. And then phileo, phileo. Mm-hmm. is brotherly love. Right. That's where we get Philadelphia. Right. And then the th- okay, what's the other two? Eros. Eros is the erotic kind of love. Okay. All right. And I can't think of the fourth one either. So. <laughs> Well, I really put you on the spot because yeah, you're well. a very uh, Greek-oriented kind of guy. Hey. <laughs> it's Greek to me. <laughs> so there are four, but I can't think what the other one is. Yeah. Um, but but this this idea of agape love, I think, is is that the, what he's talking about, the greatest of these is love? Yeah, that that is the Greek word that Paul uses here okay. is, is agape. And and that's, that's a love that we are not humanly capable of loving. That's that unconditional love. You know, it's it's not a fickle love. It's mm-hmm. it's an enduring, lasting love, and uh, you know we can only love that way through God. Right. That's the that's the only source that we have to get to do this. Yeah. Because we as humans, it's just impossible for us to do it without God. Right. Um, so uh, this is a great great verse. Uh, and now the these three remain: faith, hope, and love. But the greatest. Of these is love. What other mm-hmm. comments would you like to make about this uh, verse, uh, Peter? Well, you know, it's interesting. You brought up the the Greek nuances of of love and that whole exchange that happens in John twenty one between Peter and Jesus, mm-hmm. where Jesus says, "You know, do you love me three times?" And a lot of times, we think it's it's kind of a a backtracking for the three times that Peter denied, right? Uh, but if you look at the language. It, it says that, that Jesus says, Peter, did you agape me? And Peter says, Lord, you know I phileo you. Okay. So it's like Jesus says, Peter, can you agape love? And Peter says, the best I've got is this this human kind of love. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus repeats it again. Peter, do you agape me? And he says, Lord, I, I can only love you in a phileo kind of love. Mm-hmm. And then it says, and it grieved him that Jesus said a third time. Right. And Jesus says, do you phileo me? 
And Peter says, you know that I do. Oh, yeah. And so Jesus said, I'm willing to take you where you're at. Mm-hmm. Love me the way you can love me and allow that love to grow. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's so good. I did not know that the the, uh, the Greek words were different yeah. in that exchange. And and that's the wonderful thing is is God comes to us as we are. Mm-hmm. Now, he doesn't settle. He, he's not saying, well, you're imperfect, and, and we're, I'm just going to have to deal with your imperfections. What he says is, I understand where you're at, mm-hmm. but allow me to work through your life and make you who you ought to be. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. That, that's good because I, I, like I just said, I did not know that there was different different uses of the word love because our English word says the same thing. It does. It just says, yeah, and and I always thought that it was just the, you know, for the three den- denials. Yeah. Uh, you know, you denied me three times. I want right. to ask you. I, so I didn't. I don't know Greek. Oh, okay. Yeah. So all right. I just thought I'd point that out. Okay. Right. I'm just I'm just sitting here in a cold well, windowless I'll room. I'll also point out you're the one that brought up the four Greek words. So, I did. You know. I did. And I knew three. three of them, yeah. but I didn't know the. I don't remember the fourth yeah. one. Well, but, keep those cards and letters coming yeah. in and address them to Robert Wake. Yes, please send me your favorite <laughs> Greek words, and we will talk about. <laughs> we'll talk about those at length. Well, we have uh, run out of time uh, talking about uh, this uh, this great verse that Denise sent in. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13, and it says, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. All right. That's got, uh, that's got us done for this uh, this is a particular uh, podcast here. I'm ready to end it here. Are you ready? I am. We'll okay. see you later. <laughs> so, I'm Robert Wakefield. I'm Peter Searson. And we are so happy you listened to this another edition, another episode of Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. And please, we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening and God bless. Thank you for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We want to encourage you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and be sure and tell a friend.